I thank you again for joining our society for this November 2021. Things have changed a lot since my last episode. And I was also noticing the listenership from around the world. I appreciate your listenership today. We thank you for the time that you have put in, more importantly, to check out some of the, the stories and the perspectives that have been shaping my experience here in Canada and what has been happening. So please stay tuned as we dive into this rather updated version of our society. We're back so quickly. I used to live in Manitoba, Canada, and through that whole experience, I got in touch with spirituality, and um, not what you might think, but rather spirituality of the ages, which is being in touch with Yahweh, all-powerful Yahweh, who is on the throne, who is seated above everything and all, and that's what I wanted to share with you today about that. But just on a side note in the physical, we had noticed a lot of changes within terms of this emergency emergency that has been going on and has shaken rather parts of the world. Um, here in Canada though, however, that has come to see a variety of uh, links to the elderly and to ones with health dispositions even before this has all come about. Um, These were the ones that were struggling before even with their health and you know with the onset of this super cold that has come on um, which is another virus that has shook all major parts of the world in one form or another but here in Canada it's really affected the civil rights of us here in Canada and particularly in Manitoba where we only have two major city centers within the province of Manitoba and primarily Winnipeg Manitoba having the the conglomerate of doctors and nurses that were severely overrun and overworked partly because of a rundown healthcare system that has not been updated for the last two or three decades ladies and gentlemen and we've seen those structures within the health system there primarily in Winnipeg at the Health Sciences Center really break down ladies and gentlemen and the doctors really coming together to push their weight and their power within Manitoba to force the government to come up with a way to tell people, number one, to to stay home, number two, to wear masks, and number three, to get a vaccine. Uh, those have all been rolled out within the last year and a half. <laughs> Uh, right up until now 
And you got to ask yourself, ladies and gentlemen, why didn't they step up years ago when they knew that these staffing shortages were happening? They knew that these um, these structures and these connections, these linkages to various fields, that's home care, nursing, um, specialized care, why weren't they seeing the the indicators before, decades ago, uh, and why didn't they step up and choose to do anything about it before? You know what I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, but first we're going to break and we're going to come back and I'll give you that answer right away before we break into something else. So thank you for sticking with us again, but let's get right into why they didn't do this. Really, it was because of money, greed, and now that the doctors and all the head nurses were forced to stay overtime and work these Monday to Monday, 24-hour shifts, making all this money. Over the decades, they were happy with what they made, yeah, but really they were looking out for themselves and, and didn't see the need over the last decade and a half to really try and push the governments of the time, which is the, the conservative government and the NDP government, which had been primarily in power for the last uh, decade and a half here in, Man in Manitoba, so that's that's really where the the issue happened, and, and I say greed because these these doctors were only worried about themselves. Uh, they they didn't want to look ahead. They wanted to continue to live live their lives uh, in Winnipeg. Ladies and gentlemen, I've I've lived in Winnipeg. I know what it's like. Uh, we have the 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 rich, um, primarily half the percentage in the population of Winnipeg is barely getting by. Uh, there's barely a middle class, and we have a top percent wealthy class, which uh, our business owners and politicians and nurses and doctors. Um, and these are the ones that are, are are living the good life in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And you know, the rest of the city is working their their behind off to um, get by and wage hasn't been increased nor has the cost of living been halted inflation has gone up tremendously even in other provinces right across Canada so to give you an idea uh, I don't know if that's happening in your country but that's just what's happening here in Canada and that's what led up to this this problem where now we have our constitutionality and our rights being taken away and, and being being trumped over over our, our, our right to choice or to right to choose uh, it's simple as wearing a mask and even having a vaccine so that's kind of where it's come to uh, ladies and gentlemen here and we continue to have the health minister of Canada talking about where the next wave is coming from right Ladies and gentlemen, when is this when is this going to stop? When are we going to when are we going to get together? When are we going to finally congregate and you know 
uh, allow the gray the gray matter in our brain to increase as opposed to decrease with all these uh, these drugs and alcohol that are affecting the populations across the world and continue to have our penal glands uh, enlightened and working the way they should right you know we have to think about that so that's kind of what's happened in Manitoba and I want to wrap that up right now with just another paragraph and then we're going to dive into some other things um, you know we have we have this this another wave coming here in, in Manitoba and you know people it's the same thing we the entire portion of the business sector is is forcing stringent policies to their workers and employees and the uh, and a lot of these workers and employees that are are, are, are hardly uneducated right you know we we look at the grade 12 um, <clears throat> anything past community college or university and th they're just going along with what everybody's telling them right because we we have to understand that when you're when you're educated when you have an education when you have an undergrad degree you at least have the ability to train your mind to think in a different process you're you're enlightened by a different knowledge and you're you're actually searching out other researching possibilities as you are doing the undergrad right and that's that's what brings enlightenment to yourself but if you're not even doing that here you're, you're working at 7-eleven or you're working at the confectionery or shopping uh, arena or, or bagging groceries at walmart uh, or even working at giant tiger um you know so, so these are some of the things that pardon me that that we have to consider right so we have a primarily a docile population that is given into government and basically does whatever government tells them and that and that hasn't changed as well as as we go into the last half of this this podcast as we as i will tell you and and i've recently moved from manitoba to ontario so stay with me as we wrap up the last half and i'll tell you how that has shaped shaped the our society platform and how we move forward with that stay with us so yeah pretty excited to tell you what's happening now i live in ontario canada i have moved i have sold my house i've sold everything that i could possibly hold me down and I have decided to move on to bigger and brighter waters, so to speak, as you would say. More opportunities, brighter futures, uh, extended uh, enlightenment as we move towards a, a larger city. But actually, I'm in the capital of Canada now. That is Ottawa, Ontario. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm loving it here. There is a rich mix of cultures and it is very vibrant in cultures you uh, would be surprised you come to ottawa and you would see people from all different kinds and all places in the world all languages live in ottawa i just want to shout that out and what a wonderful 
wonderful place to live. However, I do notice that um, within the capital, you know, having been a, a, a long-term sovereign indigenous Ojibwe here in Canada, I belong to the land, I own the land, and this is my land, and I'm from here, and my ancestors grew up here, my ancestors bled and, and were born here. So I'm a true Canadian, a true um, descendant of, of Turtle Island, Kanata, and living right in the heart of Kanata, K-A-N-A-T-A, in Ottawa, Ottawa, and really enjoying it. I've met a few of my Algonquin brothers and sisters here, and I've met a lot of different brothers and sisters in, in the spiritual context as well within the kingdom of Yahweh and I've definitely learned a lot since I moved here about a month and a half ago and I'm really enjoying it right now the city has vibrant landscapes and it's not boring there's lots to see the weather is is way better than Manitoba it's actually about on average uh, 18 degrees warmer um, and I'm really enjoying that. So no snow right now in Ottawa, and usually they have snow. So I'm enjoying that. We have clear roads out there. The temperature is minus one right now for end of November. That's pretty good. In Manitoba, without the snow even that I've seen before in the past, uh, temperatures you know were, were anywhere from minus 18 to minus 22 without any snow. So. This is pretty good for, for me, and I, I'm glad to have the break. And just quickly, uh, politically, you know, again, just tying back into, again, we're going to continue to hammer this out, people, until people start to realize that it's, it's not governments that should be controlling you, but rather the other way around. I'm a political science major with my undergrad, and... Um, we have to understand government people. We have to understand how government here in Canada works, and we have to understand how government internationally works. Government works for the people. Government is how you say needs to answer to the people. Government is doing those politicians that one single person that's ahead of a different region is, is working for that region. You know, we've, we do know that politics is corrupt. Politics is, is about getting ahead in, in different areas. However, having said that, we still need to know what government is and how it works we need to understand what our rights are in different contexts whether that be the labor industry whether that be in the the privacy industry the privy council which we have in canada that establishes our own rights to privacy that means nobody or no one can ask you what your vaccination status is or even your health status Right, so there's a lot of people in Canada, lots of people, millions of people in Canada that don't understand that 
And yet we have the small and large business sector continuing to push the mandate of the vaccines, right? If we only understood those, even if the business community understood that, they wouldn't even do that. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, we're going to see a large-scale Supreme Court and provincial court cases being coming through on, look at the, uh, we have the largest railroad uh, institution in Canada that is backbiting the mandate of the forced vaccinations. A lot of these railroad workers will not get vaccinated because they do not want to, right? They don't want to. And that's their choice, right? And that's the choice for the same choice for everybody else that's uh, living in Canada. But again, on a larger scale, we do have a lot of people that are from different countries that live in Ottawa. And yes, I get it. They come from different countries that are, that are um, whatever situations they are in, they're in dire situations in most cases and couldn't dream or fathom how wonderful it is here in Canada until they live here, right? They get here, you know, they, they, they have, uh, they get their citizenship, their permanent residence, but are they going to get involved in, in that? Are they going to be able to uh, work forward and getting themselves knowledge, being able to call a spade a spade, being able to tell what is right and wrong. Oh, just give them boldness in the mighty name of Yahweh so that they can get boldness and be able to, to understand just how wrong this is, is what's happening. Oh, we need, we need these newcomers. We need these other cultures to start standing up with the rest of Canadians, especially here in Ottawa. And, and yes, we do have a lot of people here in Ottawa that are from other countries, right? From the east, from the south, from the west, from the African continent, from the Asian continent. Um, you know, so this is going to be a really big challenge as we move into the next decades. Um, because if I, can, if I can pick that up here, we do not have protesting happening in, in Ottawa right now in Parliament. There's nobody protesting. It's like the gray matter in everybody's brains is, is decreasing, right? Or increasing. I, I, forget, I forget how that works. It's less brain matter means less cognitive function, less cognitive spark, less imagination, less creativity, right? So there's less of that happening, right? We have we have a sterile, um, compliant population, and and we're not doing anything about it, right? And that's basically what's happening. So that's kind of what was happening here in in Ottawa. Um, we have the mandatory forced inoculations, vaccinations, right? When have we heard of those people? Uh, we haven't heard of those since the since the Indian experience, right here in Canada. I call it Indians because that's what we were called back in those days. They refer to us as Indians, right? And we weren't indigenous. We weren't sovereign peoples. We weren't individual Algonquin, Mi'kmaq, 
Cree, uh, Ojibwe, Dene, uh, Inuit. You weren't all of these, right? We were called Indians, Indians by the by by former leaders and former politicians, former policymakers, right? We have to call it what it is, folks. And the more you know about it, the more about that, the, the better off you'll be in terms of understanding that if it's if it's happened to us, it's going to happen to you, right? You have to understand how government works. So that's what I'm trying to give you an insight on. So yeah, we we need to definitely be more aware. We need to be up to speed, and we have to study the the laws and 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 what what rights we're privy to, ladies and gentlemen. Just wanted to encourage you with that. Thank you for joining our society today. You have a wonderful time, and thank you for all the listenership. Wow, it's just amazing to see that pie and that that diagram of how many people have listened from different countries. I just want to bless you out there, and I want to thank you so much. You know, you, you don't know how much that means to me. I was off for six months of this platform, and, and I just look now, and I can see that so many people are listening to this. It's just amazing how people have found this. I just want to encourage you out there. I want to thank you so much for what you're doing, and you, know, you guys take care. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.